Michael, appreciate the time again this week. And uh, how's it going up there in the Music City? Good. Uh, we're finishing up a practice right now, getting our Wednesday work in and moving towards the Texans on Sunday. And, you know, still a lot of buzz about the uh, sort of uh, the, the looks at the new stadium that yes. came out yesterday. We're getting a lot of response to that. So I it's bet. been an interesting few days. What overall, what is the response in general? I know uh, the big thing that I saw on social media was that people say it doesn't look like a stadium or whatever, but man, it looks cool. It looks really uh, good. Especially inside. It looks super cool. Well, and that's the whole thing is the design of it is to be part of the community that's going to grow around it because what you have to keep in mind is Oracle is building a major development just down the river that will connect. And then where the stadium is currently, once we're through playing there, that will become, you know, retail properties, uh, housing. All That's going to be basically part of the East Nashville neighborhood. And I think overall the design was to build something that didn't look like a spaceship had landed, Right. to build something that did not feel like, um, what's the best way to say it, that it's just an old-fashioned stadium, but to build a facility that from the outside and then the inside, the design was to be multi-purpose. And that's what we've been able to, to put down in terms of the renderings that you've seen so far. And I think people are are blown away by just what a cool-looking venue it is from the outside. And then you go to the inside and you get the idea that you're going to have all different sorts of opportunities for experiences. So, I mean, if you want to seat, you know, just like we grew up going to a game and sitting in a seat, I mean, you can do that. But if you want to stand on a party deck, if you want to be in, in a, an open-air suite, if you want to be in a traditional suite, if you, you know, club seats, all of the different things, not just for Titans games, but for a variety of events, that's what this is going to be. And, and this is where it's all changed, guys. I mean, no question. when we built this facility 25 years ago, you know, we put 68,000 seats in there and you just, you know, hope to sell every one of them. And, you don't do that anymore. You just don't. You know, if, if we had done another building with 70,000 seats and it was just everybody gets a chair. Hey, good luck to you. You know, I, I mean, that's that's not what people do. So this really reflects the changes in how people go to have experiences in person. Looking at the exterior of these renderings, it it, it feels like it's one big, you know, Joanna Gaines HGTV type of stadium. <laughs> I mean, it looks it looks great. I mean, but it it definitely is different. I I do like that. Well, and that that's right. I, I I laugh because I mean, we watch Joanna and Chip Gaines. I know exactly what you're talking about. We all do. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, whether we want to or not. Um, but it's I mean, that's what that's what you're getting at there because. How everyone sees this who's been involved in this process is this is going to be the new center of town. And, and, and again, that whole area is good. Right now, there's nothing around it. None of, the, none of the area down on that side of the river is developed. The other side of the river has been developed. You know, that was Phil Bredesen's view, and 
you know, that's what he wanted to do 25 years ago. And uh, that side of the river, which is the downtown area, uh, the Broadway area, as we know it, when I was a kid, you didn't go down there because you were terrified of what you'd run into. It was not safe. It was certainly not for families. It wasn't for fun. Uh, you didn't go down there looking for, for the kind of fun that a family would be interested in or some friends or a bachelorette party or whatever. It was just, it was nasty. Right. And they, they've they taken that and transformed it into something different. And now what Mayor Cooper wants to do is he wants to transform the other side of the river, the other bank of the river, into something special and make it to where people there can really enjoy it. And Chattanooga is a great example. You know, Chattanooga is, a, I mean, you look at what's happened. I, when I was a kid, I remember in the 70s what that area looked like, and the aquarium came in and the Children's Museum, and, you know, they built the baseball stadium not far away and Warehouse Row and everything came in. And then, you know, UTC has done all of these things with the new dorms and the apartments have come in there. And so you've got a nice tourist area, which is super, but you also have people who live and enjoy who live around there. And that's what they want on this side of the river. They, I, they want people to live down there and really enjoy it. I know I'm old, um, but when I was a freshman at UTC, you did not go to where the aquarium is nowadays. Kind of the same story that you said, Mike. There's, you know, If you were down there, you weren't looking for something that was good. <laughs> it was pretty now, sketchy at best. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and that whole thing, and you know, it's uh, so. So my partner in broadcast partner Amy Wells, she and her husband love to go to Chattanooga, and so they started going down there. And then, then her husband worked, and she worked some of the Blue Cross Bowl games last year, and they stayed the whole weekend until it was time to come back for our game because they enjoyed it so much. But that you know, they met a lot of people who lived down there, right? And you know, she came back, and and now I think um, her husband's son may go to Chattanooga because he wants to be part of that. He, you know, he he enjoyed it that much, and so they're they're in his top two for that reason. Because not only is it a good school and it's a great opportunity, and you know all those different things, they have what he wants to study and that, but they have that atmosphere that you want so much down there. And that's what we're looking to do on the other side of the river. Sure. People will come down there from out of town, but it will be more for the people who live here and the people who work around here more so than it will be like a tourist destination. Right. Well, Bill Lockhart lives around Finley stadium and he's the mayor of Groovy Hill. So we'll have to hook um, uh, them up next time they're in, town for chattanooga there you go well i mean he's basically the mayor anyway as we know. right right talk a little bit about the texans obviously coming in uh one four and one titans keep it rolling i mean just saying mike these aren't beautiful victories but man a victory is a victory in the nfl and at four and two uh it's been a pretty good season all things considered with the injury uh bug well, I was telling Jr. the story on Monday, and I've, I've since watched the the tape and gone through everything again. And I'm I'm more convinced of it even than I was Monday morning when I was you know on with the morning press. And and that is, this is a ball club that has figured out what they can do right now, and they have said we're going to do A, B, and C, 
and we're going to do A, B, and C really, really well. And we're not going to beat ourselves, and we're going to just take advantage of, of this moment for us. And so, you know, that's, that's what the Titans have been able to do. Uh, they're going to have to continue improving, but as they get a few guys back, and in watching practice today, some guys who've been out a couple weeks have, have come back, um, and they're going to get some more guys back in November, I think they've got a chance to be pretty good down the stretch. As long as they can keep stacking some wins in this period of time where, to a certain extent, particularly on offense, they're limited by some of the changes that they've had to make. You know, the offensive line is getting a little more set, and they finally got Austin Hooper in the act at tight end. And, you know, just kind of so on and so forth, you're, you're seeing little things that work together. But, I mean, in terms of the personnel, guys, this was not the team we expected to have back in August. You know, we thought we'd have Harold Landry, and we thought that we'd have Traylon Burks, and we thought we'd have Taylor Lewan. And, you know, would you lose a bunch of your best players and you have more players on injured reserve than any team in the NFL? That ain't cool. No, so that ain't cool. You've, you, you've got to get creative. And that's what they've, you know, that's what they've done at this point. And the and the creative is really, in some ways, about not being creative. As crazy as that sounds. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Didn't you guys play the most players uh, in the league last year because of stints on the IR? NFL record. <laughs> crazy. NFL record. Two years in a row is not fair. Right now, we're on pace to beat that. Jeez, that's not good. No, not good at all. So you see. So Somebody in our building apparently said, well, it can't get any worse than last year. <laughs> exactly. The those, ultimate kiss of death. Those infamous words, right? So, Titans yeah. countdown will start at 3 o'clock uh, here in Chattanooga, Eastern Time, 4.05 for the kickoff from Houston. Correct? Yeah, I want to make sure everybody knows it's, yeah, it's the late afternoon game. So, uh, we're excited to be bringing it to you from NRG Stadium and, trying to get another win against a team that's been in every game this year in spite of their record. So we got a big challenge. All of our listeners want your take on the Tennessee Vol dark mode uniforms. Are you a traditional classics, keep it the way it is, or are you um, kind of liking this all-black uniform they're going to wear Saturday night at Neyland? I do like it. Um, my, my thing is I am an in-between. I like some changes every once in a while. I don't like a lot of changes all the time. So, I, you know, to go from gray to this to, you know, I, I think there are certain situations where you just need to be in orange and white because that's who you are. But I understand that with the young people and with what, what Oregon started years ago, uh, kids in recruiting like it. They like the gear. I like gear. I, I'm a big fan of different things involving gear, and so that's been one of my favorite parts about working in the NFL is we have a lot of gear. But I, do I like doing something different every week? No. Does that make me sound like a 75-year-old guy who wants you to get off my lawn? I, I hope not. Um, because I, I think I think as you do it, uh, every once in a while, I mean, I, I was there the day they came out in all orange against Vanderbilt in 1977. 
And, you know, when, and then in, you know, 2009, when the, the Halloween game, they came out in the black jerseys and everybody went crazy for that. And I, I like that sort of thing. I, I'm kind of Notre Dame pulling out their green jerseys every once in a while. You know, I like that. I don't like change all the time. Right. Yeah. Does that I, make sense? Yeah. yeah. I, I, of course. In Oregon, you know, they've had so many changes, and I like a lot of them, but I have no idea what their principal their, their, their base uniform is now. <laughs> so I have one. no idea. So I, well, I understand I what mean, you're saying. We're, or- we're orange and white, you know, but, you know, we're also the school that the song that we're best known for for the last 50 years, Rocky Top, is not our fight song. Right. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot of people don't know that. So I guess if if we want to act like things haven't gotten skewed before, uh, we've <laughs> sort of done that in the past. I'm I'm kind of familiar with the history a little bit enough to know that we are not without sin in all of this. There you go. Uh, real quick, uh, last thing for me: any speculation that the Titans might make a move before the draft deadline to maybe pick up a receiver where they've had so many injuries there. I know they signed the former Georgia guy uh, just this week, but any talk? Because I, I keep hearing this scuttlebutt about maybe the Steelers-Titans in a, a Chase Claypool type of trade. Um, the Titans don't have a lot of cap room. And so if they make a deal, they would probably have to either involve a current player in the trade and or restructure a current player's contract to free up cap room. The, what, what's getting lost is when you hear all the names mentioned with the Titans, because people are talking about these trades like they're fantasy football. And I get right. it. <laughs> right. Just re- keep, keep in the back of your mind that the Titans do not have a lot of salary cap room. And part of that reason is how many players they have had to sign and use this year. And, you know, because everybody on your team counts towards the cap. So I, I doubt it. If the Titans make a trade of substance, um, that would surprise me. There you go. Right from the man's mouth, the voice of the Tennessee Titans, Mike Keith. Appreciate your time once again this week, and uh, good luck down in Houston. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Mike Keith, voice of the Titans there. Again, Titans countdown pregame show begins at 3 o'clock Eastern here in Chattanooga, 4.05 for the scheduled kickoff from Houston.